Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Anime Secrets Podcast, JoJo's edition. I don't know why I messed up my own words there. Anyway, today we are going to be looking over uh, one of the stands I've been looking forward ever since I kind of read the synopsis of the stand names, Notorious B.I.G. But before we get any further ahead, uh, introduce my two co-hosts, Anthony and Connor. How are you guys doing? Yo. I'm doing good. Chapelle. <laughs> Rock on. So, yeah, last episode, Narancia took out the uh, two members of the boss's elite guard, and now they're hopping on a plane to Serdinia to discover the boss's identity. But first, they had to deal with a peculiar fellow who literally just went out there to die. What did you guys think about the episode? I At first, he... I was like, you go ahead. Man, um, no, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. At first, I was like, okay, what the hell is this dude's deal? Is he just like getting <laughs> shot, and this thing is a decoy? And I was like, what the, what the heck is this pineapple homie doing? He just walks over and like, hey guys, what's up? oh god, and then he <laughs> dies straight up. Yeah, like I said, the dude just straight up went out there just to get offed. It was hilarious. I'm like, oh, this is the next villain, and he's dead. Yeah. Mister was able to shoot a guy without getting effed up for once. Right. <laughs> and you know how often it happens a lot in this in this part. I'm just like, yeah, this is actually kind of a win for him. But and I... then, and what itch, really itched to me was the fact that this dude, like, didn't really have, like, a set goal. He just kind of just wanted to straight up just, like, walk up to him and like he had several warnings it's like like he wasn't like wasn't like you know told warned to hang say hey i'm gonna keep like miss like mr told him like i'm gonna keep shooting you yeah. if you don't back up he just kept doing it anyway he's well and it made me wonder like i wonder if the stand I, at first i was thinking like <clears throat> is there some dude that maybe is making duplicates of himself and the duplicates can die but he won't take any damage that's, I mean, my, it's JoJo, so my head goes weird places. Like, this dude gets pasted, and I'm like, okay, so there's got to be a catch. Maybe the guy, maybe there's going to be another duplicate of him somewhere. But that wasn't the case here. Yeah, no, oh. it's just like, wow, they just really blasted that dude, okay. Yeah, the catch and we did end up having, though, was, uh... Well, let's just call it how it is. It was the blob. Or nothing. The thing. The thing, that's what I meant to say. A major throwback to uh, the horror classic John Carpenter's The Thing. Thing. Mm -hmm. um, Which is a highly influential uh, horror sci-fi film. Uh, Definitely, you can tell Araki liked it a lot. A lot of other horror manga, probably, I would say, especially, you know, Parasite, totally inspired by the thing. Um, and so we have a stand that kind of acts like the thing. It imitates or uh, or like it transforms a lot. It transforms a lot and is very, 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 very hard to kill. <laughs> Yep. Oh, uh, and um, 
a small little uh, note here. Um, his name actually was is referred to as Dead Meat, which is actually ironic because the, the guys the, the guy that got shot, his name is called it's called Carney, I think it's called, and it it translates to either Carne. Dead Meat. Carne. Yeah, carne is, is carne. like carne is like cooking meat, like yeah, chili con yeah. carne, like like dead meat, like like, like basically mm-hmm. like dead meat or like meat. So I think kind of I think the basis meat. of the stand was just named after the uh, album Life After Death. Yeah, it's also true. That's also been been told in uh, in the notes as well. This stand goes out to everyone who's <laughs> lost someone. <laughs> That's puffy, baby. Right. <laughs> well, we're still talking about Biggie. Yeah, uh, yeah so it is <laughs> hard for me to not just call. I'm probably just going to have to call the stand Biggie Smalls or Biggie from this point on. Because, like, that's what I always called him. I never called him Notorious B.I.G. I always called him Biggie. Even though I was more of a West Coast, you know, Tupac guy. Mad ups to Biggie. Hypnotize. Excellent. Right. Oh, that was that was definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah. that's a great album. But back to the uh, stand itself. Just you know, we get back to the body horror elements that Part Five seems to be really like sh- showing up with almost every yeah. other episode. It feels like because they look inside the fridge and they see the uh, stand use Carne's like fingers, and it's like, oh, what in the world? So, there were his sticky fingers? But a bump. I don't think they were quite sticking at that point. They were probably pretty dehydrated, you know, being in a fridge in a pressurized cabin. You get to temperatures up there, man, you're going to be dealing with some uh, pretty pretty sallow fingers there. They're not going to look too good. You're going to have to stick them, in, uh, stick them in some hot water, plump them back up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so we've got this, you know, these dead finger parts that I get, they turn into the stand, right? Mm-hmm. And then immediately we have this very qu- quick, dangerous, fast moving stand. Uh, the fact that it's kind of this liquid, basically, gore mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it can stretch out. It's surprisingly fast. And then we figure out, uh, or Jorno figures out, unfortunately a little late, because everyone gets... So I, I'm having trouble remembering who gets attacked first, because it does a number on the crew. Yes, it does. Yeah, I think it attacks uh, Mista first, then Jorno, and I think Narancia. Or well, yeah, because Jorno... Well, because Mista shoots at it, yep. and it so it manages to take its his stand out of commission, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah because it it's uh, taking down a, I think like three or four of uh, sex pistols. Yeah. Yes, and then Norantia is trying to do something, and the thing just grabs Aerosmith like straight up out of the air. And then Jorno realizes eventually, uh, after they get pretty gravely wounded, uh, this thing is attacking whatever moves. Mm-hmm. So you've got a motion-activated stand 
in close quarters. And they even mentioned this. They're like, shit, we shouldn't have taken a plane. Right. No, definitely. Uh, and again, like, everyone except Abakio, because I didn't even think he was in the... Uh, well, he he's was in the, the pilot. He, he, he was flying the plane. He was flying. Yeah. So everyone in basically the passenger area yeah. just was not safe. Yeah. And, and I so think I, the plan was decided that uh, the, the run, 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 the crew run, run to the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. And Gotta uh, get to the cockpit and warn Abakio somehow. And, well, Giorno is our only fighting man right now. So. They've got to figure out a way to take care of this. They got to probably get this thing off the plane. And yeah. I was wondering why didn't, like, why didn't Bruno just zipper it out of the plane? Well, at this point, it's attached to Giorno's arm. Yeah. Oh right, right. It attacked Giorno, and so Giorno, like, he has to cut off his arm yeah, before he cuts his arm can... off. And also, the fact is, like, as soon as, uh. Bruno would have done any kind of movement, that thing would have just reacted to it. Because that thing is yeah. just going quick after anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Biggie doesn't fuck around, brings that East Coast, you know... Brings that Queen's violence up into the place. Yep. yep. Come on! Come on! And so, at this point, Giorno... Uh, man. Giorno takes Had a hit... To- and yeah. he severs that arm, and they throw that thing out the airlock. Mm-hmm. But see, it attacks motion. Yep. And what's the fastest thing nearby? The plane. But the plane. plane. So we think everything's good, everything's fine, and then plane starts going down. Yeah, I was uh, getting some real gremlin vibes from the Twilight Zone There's when they knocked it out. The plane. Plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, let's let's talk about how one one thing we totally just skipped over and I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. The reveal, like all of that writing. Oh, the way we the way we got one of the reveals yeah. was Jorno sees a ton of graffiti all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's being written by that nasty thing hand on his arm. Yep. And that was just like, uh... But, like, yeah, they, they really went for, like, the horror. They wanted to up the panic factor. This is probably the most intense fight. And you can kind of tell that whoever is sending these assassins after them, you know, the boss is, the boss is not screwing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants them dead and he is making very, very sure of it. He uh, is sending some top tier talent after them on this one. So Giorno's messed up real bad. Yep. The thing is back. And it uh, focuses to one character who's kind of just been in the background. Yeah. Who's left. But Trish. Yep. We finally get a focus episode on her. Now, Trish. I've got a lot to say about Trish because, first off, I love her design. Her design is probably my favorite of almost any uh, female 
I like her hair. In JoJo. Yes, I love her hair. I love her outfits. Um, she definitely has a sense of style, that's for sure. Yeah. And I like her as a character because she's just kind of... She's going through all of this. And she's being faced with a lot of, you know, terrible, scary stuff. But, you know... And the father you never met before wants to kill you. Yeah. So, you know, she's got a lot on her plate. She has a lot she has to deal with. But, and now that she's faced with this, you know, we know, we're pretty sure, it's been pretty heavily forecasted she has a stand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The episode that she, that her stand reveals itself. Yeah. But here's the cool thing about that stand. That stand is such an amazing reflection of her as as a character because first off the stand talks her through whatever's going on and since that is her she's kind of talking herself into through how to use her stand subconsciously which usually when someone knows they have a stand they're like oh it's this weird force that i don't understand or they're like oh i can control it i can tell it to do things or I don't know what it does. It just happened. Because, you know, in part four, people were just being given stands with the arrow. Right. Well, Trish is born with a stand, and she teaches herself how to use it, but talks her through this scary situation. Right. It's similar to uh, Koichi and Act 3, where he gets it, he doesn't know what to do, and Act 3 is kind of guiding himself how to do the things as well. Like, do you want me to attack him? Yes, do, and then the gravity effect was SHIT, similar to this one, where uh, Spice Girl is just talking to her like, you're finally awakening. Let's, uh, let me show you how this is done. And so we have Trish facing off against this absolutely lethal like no joke enemy like look at how badly it has wounded three of the former top people in Pashone mm-hmm. you know wrecked Mista wrecked Giorno wrecked Narancia pretty badly and those guys are no slouches Trish what does she have? What can she do? Well, Spice, the name of the stand, uh, she allows, th- she makes things soft. Mm-hmm. Things that are soft bend, but they don't break. So when Trish is stuck, she's got to get, now, something we, something to bring up. It seems like Giorno is in bad shape because he his arms are both gone. Uh, he yeah. lost both arms. Because it started out on, I think it was his left arm, and then it jumped over to his right. Didn't it? Yeah. And then he had to like, like cut off the, uh, the stand with... Uh, by the window to get to get, cut his other hand off. Yeah. And so what Trish notices, he dropped a ladybug and he gave it life. 
Yeah, um, because it, it, I and I I caught that too. I was like, eh, it's probably not totally out of the fight because I saw that ladybug. And so Trish is trying to get to this ladybug, and whenever the stand attacks her, she gets out of the way because her stand makes everything like soft and cushy, and she can just kind of slide right through it like she's in a jump palace, like mm-hmm. you know, bouncy ball pit thing, whatever. And this is another thing about her character. Trish is going through a lot, but she is not breaking in the face of danger. She can bend, but not break. Break. She can take a lot. She's seeing her friends and the people who are swearing to protect her, people who have given up their connections to the mafia and their lives. Like, as far as anyone else is concerned, they're dead. Because the boss wants them dead, and you may as well write them off if you're in the mafia, if your boss wants you dead. Mm-hmm. And everyone else knows it. And she's seeing them get terribly wounded, mortally wounded, almost killed for her. She's not breaking down and crying. She's not, you know... She was hiding in the closet, and then her stand, which is her she realized the strength that she has to bend and not break. And that's why I love the stand. I love the stand's design because it's cute. Mm-hmm. I love Trisha's design because she's cute, but I love her as a character because she's like, you know, she's young, but she's an emotionally like, sometimes you don't need to be, to be the strong woman. You don't need to be friggin'. Wonder Woman and be able to like punch through steel walls or whatever. Yeah. You don't need to be Ellen Ripley and be a badass who can shoot a pulse rifle like the best of them. Sometimes you just need to be able to not go crazy in the face of danger. Sometimes you just need to be the one person who, when everyone else is down, you need to be able to exactly. You to don't need push to push be... through, and that's Trish. Yeah, and you that's don't need why to be, I love Trish. You don't need to be alien to Ellen Ripley. You just have to be alien Ellen Ripley. Yep. Uh, and like, I just, I love, because that's, you know, women in general face immeasurable difficulty every single day. And they have to push through that. And it's just, you know female and female identifying individuals at least I would think probably really like Trish as a character because she's that you know that kind of strong that kind of well you know she puts up with all this bullshit and she doesn't have any I mean she has a stand yeah so her stand is able to fight Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, and forgive me for going off on a tangent, but it's just, it's it's really great that Araki made a character like this. Uh, especially in part five. Oh, and yeah. it's, you know, to have that kind of female strength that isn't just based around combat, that's based around not losing your head, and around, like, 
being emotionally strong to push through and face danger and and fight for the people you care for and to keep yourself alive Mm -hmm. like that's that's really important anyway there's that's my that's my end of fanboy gush mode for trish for now yes yes (laughs) uh but we get to the part where she's against the advice of her stance she went into the closet to hide from notorious big at this point and at this point we learn that the only way to kind of even hurt the stand is to knock its own attack back to it Mm -hmm. otherwise it's still totally immune and we get a pretty badass moment where uh, trish just essentially disintegrates that stand oh yeah yeah but much like the thing it finds a way to come back. And uh, so I did say it just a second ago, you know, it's good to have that non-combative keeping your head in the game. But hey, when someone's messing with you, you kick their ass. And boy, does Trish kick their ass. And she even goes from, because her stand, you know, she, yeah, she gets, she locks herself in the closet. Her stand says, you know, just do everything slowly. And mm-hmm. so she slowly and carefully grinds a stick into it and then starts cussing like a sailor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pounds it into mincemeat. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Trish can definitely dish it out. <clears throat> That's why she's best girl. Indeed. <laughs> but. As we soon find out, the uh, notorious B.I.G. just uh, grabbed one of the engine turbines because when she goes into the uh, pilot cabin, Bruno and Abaki are like, yeah, we're losing altitude fast right now. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. What happens next is uh, pretty amazing because... She goes from disintegrating the stand to tearing an entire plane apart. Just so they can get away from Notorious B.I.G. Like, the way she had the thinking there, like, she found out how it react, how it, it was attracted to sound. So she's like, okay, all we need to do to get away from this thing is make it just change that plane into the ocean. And... We get a, another battle cry, which I'm not going to lie to you. I had to pause, rewind. I'm like, did she just say what she, what I think she said? And yep. Her battle cry is wannabe. If you want to be, be my, my lover, lover, you got to get with my with stand. My... <laughs> I've got the lyrics now. Thank you. <laughs> you. You messed me up. Making oh, stuff good, squishy. Friendship never ends. <laughs> my dad's trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, so what did you guys think about uh, what happens to Notorious B.I.G.? Because, man, that thing is just stuck in infinite hat in the ocean forever. Because yeah. it's just constantly chasing waves. A few it, ships it, here and then, but who? Even it, 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 I mean, I, I, yeah. a literal mythical kraken. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. I was just. And, I was kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, "Oh, they got something. Like, Speedway like Fanny's gonna do something about that." Like, I don't know. But what would they do with it, though? Like, like, like I said, it's in pretty much invincible. But like, I, I'm pretty not pretty sure that it's not there's not a way no way to put this thing in space like like the cars in freaking Part One. I mean. I just don't know. <laughs> Send it to the moon and it kills cars. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wouldn't be able to. Right. <laughs> They'd just be canceling each other out forever. <laughs> Create a perpetual motion machine, lock them in a room, you have an in you have an infinite energy reactor. <laughs> <laughs> so from there we get a little sneak peek because the boss still hasn't forgotten about them, and he is just gathering info on these guys. Like, what kind of stance am I going to be fighting? How? What are the chances that they'll be able to find me? And man, I I am worried about Abakio because yeah. he straight up said, like, with Moody Blues, they'll be able to find out who I am. So that is my next target. He is definitely the one that has that King Crimson has eyes for. It's not Bruno anymore. It's not Jordan. Not, well, not for the moment. It's Moody Blues and Abakio. Those Moody. are his. Like those. Though, like that stand. That guy and his stand are literally the only things I'm concerned about at this very moment. They are number one on his to kill list. Yep. And for a moment, I thought we were about to have a dead maid. That's what I thought too. But I, then I'm like, oh, well, he, she just—he just kind of just like disappeared. And because I remembered, like, he doesn't like attack just anybody. It has to be someone who actually like was, you know, in it's his somebody business. who's yeah, it's somebody who poses an immediate threat who's not going to lead others to him. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, an old maid's not going to like him like. Especially, especially since like she's not even like really a threat. She didn't even see who the guy was. She was just kind of just like she and she apologized like I mean it's true, and she closed her eyes. Like I think if if she had kept going into the room, she might have died. Mm hmm. But... but he uses King Crimson's ability to just boop mm -hmm. erase enough time that she's just like, huh? Why was I going in here again? Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't see a thing. She's like, ah, forget about it. The room's already clean. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are two pretty good back-to-back -back episodes. Uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, we'll start with you, Anthony, and move on to Connor. Um, I want to say one funny thing. So, like, basically, King Crimson is basically, like, like an easier way to, like, clean your room when your mom just, like, comes in your room and she's like, that's what he cleaned his room. Oh, your room's clean. Never mind. <laughs> and also, um, episode the episodes were very, very good. Um, I love the fact that Trish is made to hold her own against against uh, Notorious. Well, I, I call him Biggie uh, against Biggie. Um, and the fact that she finally like is able to like you know have confidence that she can do this. Because they even even Bruno's like, wow, she's definitely changed. Like she's not, you know, I can't long I can, I can no longer call her damsel in distress anymore because she holds her own. 
I was a damsel in distress and she was the one who saved me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Connor? I, well, obviously, I love Trish. <clears throat> um, I really liked her, uh, I really liked her growth as a character um, through the whole series. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's cool to see a female character be mainline. Like, part four, we got some real cool ones. Yasuho was pretty great. Um, Ayatsuji was really cool. But, like, now to have someone in a second arc, who now, this is about her. Right. Like, this could just as easily have been her story from the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's it's really cool. I, just, I don't know what to say other than I love Trish. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you know, I gotta, I gotta just say, say a couple words for, for the stand. Because it seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I lace the track and you lock the flow. So far for Hammond from hanging on the block for dough. Notorious, they got to know that life ain't always what it seems to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Oh Even though you're gone, we still a team. Through your stand, I'll fulfill your dream. We'll be missing you, horrible blob stand. And with that, this has been another episode of the Anime Secrets to Classified JoJo's edition uh we will catch you guys next time when uh we discuss well the latest set of episodes but until then everyone have a good night later guys later